Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I got a grind, won't stop. Hustle, won't quit. Shine like no other. I be on some other shit. I got a high price lifestyle. Super fair beat. If I want it, then I got it. If I don't bet, all I gotta do is go. Yeah, yeah. Stay up by my dick. Uh-huh. Fall till I fall. Say what? Lost until I finish. I dig go. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wind Down with your hosts, Shakir and Shamor. How are you, sir? So far, so good. How are you? So far, so good. I'm a little bit afraid of that answer. <sighs> and I know you said you don't know how you were going to feel this evening. So I know what we're in store for. <sighs> You're making me nervous. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> okay, so we have company this evening, so you have to behave. When have I ever behaved around company? I was going for that. I was just trying to see if that would kind of work. I guess not. All right, like well, said, we get. Uh, well, what happens? Yeah, we're going to get what we get, huh? Okay. We're going to get, we get. Well, um, this evening we have um, a guest in our studio. We have Sean Hicks, author of Much Writing, um, and we're going to let him kind of hang out and share with us what it is that um, he has for a current project. And then we're going to make him be part of our topic uh, of discussion this evening um, because I, I think um, – with what he writes about. I think it's a, a really nice tie-in. So, um, this evening, when we get into discussion, we're going to talk about go-getters, um, female go-getters. Um, and is there such thing as being too determined? Can women sacrifice too much for their dreams? Are the standards the same for both sexes? in relation to the methods of attaining the goal. So 
You know my favorite thing is to get on the double standard, and I know we're going to get some good double standard conversation going this evening because that's how society is set up, you know. So um, we're going to talk do a little bit um book discussion, and then we're going to kind of jump in the topic. You're welcome to... Jump in that chat room and hang out. Imaja there. Hey, Maj. Um, And she's kind of starting a pot. I mean, helping out. You know how she does. She gets y'all started in there. You know, start almost fighting. So the uh, chat room is open. So you're welcome to get in there and see how that's going to hang out, how people are hanging out in there. Um, so we're going to go ahead and bring Sean on so that we can... Um, get into some of his work so that we can find out, you know, what's behind the mind of the author. So I want to welcome Mr. Hicks into our studio. How are you this evening, sir? Sure. How are you doing, sweetheart? Can you hear me fine? Yes. We can. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. And I believe your co-host is right there as well. Ron, correct? Yep, absolutely. No. What's good with you, No. What's good, baby? What's good? And I was hearing a little bit earlier, I tuned in at the beginning of the show, do, 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 you. You act however you want to act. I, I can hang with that. Don't worry about it. So don't let no more little buffers on you. No. You have to be careful with that disclosure because you haven't met everybody, and um, we can't tell Ron that. Now, when you meet Ron later in the show, he does have to have some boundaries. He'll be all well, I mean, I mean, the show is called The Wind Down, right? So ain't no reason to get all tightened up. You know, it's what, like 1030 <laughs> East Coast time? Everyone relax, have a good time, sip on a little something. I might grab a little bottle of vodka myself during the course of the show. So who knows what come out of my mouth. So, uh-huh. exactly. so that takes care of that. You know, so. Right. But, you know, right. well, that just, takes care of that. So y'all can't corral run, and then you have to call in. Imagine myself, and we have to shut him down. You know, that's how y'all do. Y'all get him all wound up, and we have to fix him. But it's okay. That's yeah, okay. Know. We got a can mm-hmm. of fix him. No, but all jokes aside, you know, it's, it's wonderful being on the show here, you know, with you amazing people. You know, I'm glad that you had me on here for this episode to talk about some of the things I've created and things of that nature. So, you know, ask any question that you want. I don't mind. Well, we definitely, uh, we definitely glad to have you, my brother. So we can kind of go ahead and dive into this a little bit. I know some more's been chomping at the bit most of the night, so we gonna see how this pops up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm okay, not okay. even gonna start yet because I yeah, right. wanted to introduce the the listeners to Mr. Hicks and his work. So we're gonna open that platform first because the is staring the pot too. And he's trying to get me riled up because he knows I have a little bit of that feminist quality in me. And so, yeah, I'm ready to fight about this. However, we have a guest, and our whole purpose is to allow him that forum. So would you please, Mr. Hicks, tell us a little bit about what you got going on, your current projects, your new releases, anything that you want to kind of give our listeners a little bit of um, who you are. Okay, Shmore. Okay, well, to everyone that's listening, my name is Sean Hicks. I'm the owner, CEO, creator of a company called Broken Inch Publications. It's a publications company that I created about 2008. Um, and pretty much it just started 
creating my own company because I've always been a writer, screenplays, stage plays, all that kind of stuff. So I want to definitely get into the novel aspect of that as well. So I did like what everyone else did. You know, you write a manuscript that's hot, that's it's going to definitely open up eyes and everything such as that. You know, you knock on the doors, you send out the query letters, you contact publishing companies, they turn you down, you curse them out, you keep it moving. And, you know, you keep doing that process after a while. Then you say, you know what, I, I could do this myself. You know, I, I don't rely on other people to make me a success. I don't rely on people to get their approval, stuff like that. My work would speak for itself. So that's pretty much what I did starting in 2008. I came out with a short book called Scream. It's a poetry book. I don't really like to really call it poetry. It's more like the opinions, anecdotes, and um, gripes of a young black man growing up in today's society. You know, it applies to everyone if you read it, you know, but it gets specifically can be tailored to a black man's gripes. Oh. You know, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's tear-jerking, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I released that in 2008, did pretty well, you know, um, hit the, what they call it, the, um, the poetry slam circuit, you know, did that, um, did little performances, people got, they liked it, you know, they bought copies and stuff like that. That's a good look. And then I came out with my first full-length novel called Product of the Environment. And Product of the Environment, that's just a story of four young kids. Each one got their own trials and tribulations, and they tried to grow up and come of age in a very unforgiving society called a ghetto. That's pretty much the short of it. Um, that also did very well, you know, on an underground level. A lot of people talked about it, you know. And from there, I began to study more of the publishing business, what to do, what not to do, went through the setbacks, went through the shysty, you know, publication companies that said they're going to do this, uh-huh. that, and the third day, and did zero, and zilch, nada, and, oh, you know, okay. learned from you that. baptized. Baptized, I drowned pretty much. You know, you're talking about my second <laughs> life right here. Um, okay. But, you know, you know, whatever don't kill you, make you stronger, and, you know, you either get a blessing or a lesson that leads to a blessing. That's how I can think about it. So mm-hmm. took all that information, got a little bit more grown in the industry, came out, with my, came out with my next book, which I think I released in 2010, that's called Dogmatic. That book's more of a funny book. That book is more about three men and their very chauvinistic but delightful opinions about sex and romance, and some of the consequences that can come from those, those, that type of thinking. So it's definitely head-scratching. It will definitely make you laugh. It will definitely get you all riled up. If you go to the Amazon page and read some of the comments from some of those who bought the e-books, they were like, I like the book. You know, it's, it's crazy how men think, yada, yada, yada. So that did good as well. So been busy with other projects in the meantime. I also get into film and all that kind of stuff. I produced my own TV show for the Cable Aspects Network right here in New York. So I was doing that for a while, getting my degree, all that kind of stuff. So I saw it off of the publishing for a little bit. So then, but the whole time I was writing, I'm always writing. I always have ideas. I'm always conjuring up something. So I was pretty much finished up a story about a young girl, conceited, stuck up. She has a good heart, but she just swears she's, you know, sugar honey iced tea, you know? So I began <laughs> developing that story a little bit more. And then 
just about um, beginning of this year, I released that book, and that book is called Bougie Gal. You know, it's a story of a young girl on the rise to fame and fortune using manipulative and duplicitous acts and schemes and plots to try to get ahead. And she also goes through certain consequences along the way as she comes of age in the limelight, you know, trying to hold her personal relationships and her whole, even her sanity together while she does what she has to do to try to make a buck and try to get fame and fortune. So that's what's out right now. Um, Scream. The, the, the first book that I came out was called Scream, um, The Anthology of Sacred Thoughts. Then came Prague of the Environment. Then came Dogmatic. And after Dogmatic, I released a second volume of Scream um, called Scream on the Verge of Being. So I think I released that in 2011 or 2012, one of those. So, so my catalog right now is, what, one, two, three, four... Five books, two poetry books, and three full-length novels, and and people seem to love it, you know. I mean, and that's the whole point of writing to me, you know, me getting my imagination out there, putting it on paper, and getting good responses from it, you know. So that's pretty much the short of it. I mean, I can keep talking on and on and on, but, you know, this is your okay. show. I do got to give you the money at some point, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I fight with God all the time about my damn mic, so it's okay. I'll cut you too. It don't. It doesn't bother me. But well, you can, you can cut me good. Make sure it has good though. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can cut me all you want. Just make sure it hurts real good. Oh yeah. I mean that's my specialty. Okay. But um, <laughs> your poetry books are kind of based on some personal experiences or life experiences, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean. All poetry is like that, right? And so I got, like I said, I don't even like to call it poetry sometimes. So sometimes it's a little more deeper than that. You know, there's serious anecdotes in there. There's funny anecdotes. Um, there's poetry as well as prose in, in the in the collections. Um, I talk about some of the personal things I went through. You know, talk about my opinions about certain things that may go on in our communities or in just life in general. And no doubt. that's pretty you know, that's pretty much what I use that platform for. You know, it's pretty okay. much just to, you know, part of my language, but to bitch and moan a little bit. You know, I just polish it up and look real nice. So that's pretty much what the poetry books are for. You know, like if I'm going okay. through a tough time, I'll pretty much just write down something along those lines and save it. And before you know, I got maybe 40, 50 pieces, make it to a book. Yeah, so, so okay, so they're all kind of based on your experience. But what about your novels? Do they come from those experiences as well? Or well, are these strictly imagination at work? Well, well, a little bit of both. I mean, with Prague the Environment, it came from a lot of experience I went through because I, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Brooklyn and grew up in the projects, right? So, you know, I grew up in a time where it was really wild. No, so to speak. So, I mean, I'm sure we can all can relate in some way or form. So, you know, went through a lot of stuff, and, you know, I just used my imagination to create characters out of those situations. And mm-hmm. from there, you know, pretty much create the plot line, create the premise, you know, 
work on the story arcs for each character, you know, make it dramatic here, make it funny here, you know, know where to put the plots and twists and things like that into place before you know you have a full-length novel, you know. I mean, you know, it's uh-huh. kind of cool when you create something out of nothing like that. And then the next thing you know, you got a paper back in your hand with your name on it, and you're like, oh, okay. So when people say you couldn't do nothing, you just got living proof right here that you can. So kick rocks to them and applause for me. So that's how it went with Prague of the Environment. Dogmatic, you know, I mean, sometimes when you go on dates, you know, you have fun and you get exaggerated, you know, with certain situations, you know, and you may have your own point of view about the opposite sex or what have not. And, you know, again, took a few experiences from the past and, Again, create characters and things like that. And again, made it a little bit funny, you know, made it dramatic. And, you know, that's where Dormanic came from, you know. With, okay. with Bougie Gal, my latest book, you know, I had no experience of being a female. Sorry. Um, I'm just a straight guy. So you know, that pretty much came from all the imagination, just understanding human nature, understanding how a woman thinks in that particular context. Um, and just okay. pretty much create the storyline, create the whole world around that premise. You know, that's how I like to create my stories. Just come from the imagination at first. I might add a little things in there to make it more meaningful so people can relate to those certain situations in that story. But, you know, I have a very active imagination, and, you know, I put it to good use. Okay. Good okay, because okay, I guess I was um... – kind of digging around trying to see who this bougie girl you know is that you might have decided to make the star uh, no well, I, mean, people, I mean it could be you I mean you know <laughs> Watch you it. know it's not, it's not open the forum to see you know how you act up on here you know we might get a few extra calls calling about Shamor nah wouldn't be Shamor Shamor is mm-hmm. not bougie what okay. happened well, okay, it depends so, on what your definition of bougie is, you know. It, definitely. Because I could say to a degree maybe, but not to the uh, links. Go ahead and talk about Go ahead and talk about bougie gal because she went to some links that I'm not willing to go to. Yeah, right, absolutely. Well, again, bougie gal. And without giving link. it away, of course, but. Oh, oh no, absolutely. Yeah, people do have to buy the book to enjoy it. Um, yeah. But Bougie Gal is about the story of a young girl named Tamara, very beautiful, very talented, you know, very ingenious in terms of getting attention um, and knowing how to flaunt her assets, so to speak. So she always had dreams of being a star, making money, defending the fortune route, you know. So, and she grew up in New York, so she's got a street edge to her. So she knows how to be very manipulative, very duplicitous. She knows how to work her friends, she knows how to work her family. She know how to work her agent, her ex-man, all those kinds of things to get some money in her pocket. So pretty much the story is the climb on her way to the top and to the fall as well. You know, she meets some characters who are more smart than her, but sometimes when you follow yourself, you think you're the top dog in the room, and then you meet some people that are more top dog. Also, you know, it's about relationships, that she deal with with her ex-man, who she gets back with, then that goes sour. 
relationships between her friends and they become her enemies based on how she acts sometimes, relationships between her parents, you know, because, you know, we all got mommy issues and daddy issues. They come up to the forefront and things like that. And also she made a few other characters that, you know, are, are just as duplicitous. So she gets wound up, caught up in certain things and start doing certain things that are not very moral, you know, but it's all in the name of money, it's all in the name of fame, it's all to get to what she wants. And it's, it's a very roller coaster ride. One minute you're up, one minute you're down, one minute you twist it sideways, one minute you're standing on your head that I don't know how you got there. And that's what Bougie Gal is pretty much about. You know, it's, it's a twist and turn novel where one girl rises to the top and the consequences that come from it. You know, it all comes from the premise of be careful what you wish for, you know? Right, yep. right. Do you feel like that happens more for women than for men? Yes, I guess my – and my interest is I'm just kind of picking now because I just want to know, you know, what would make a guy want to write that perspective. So do you think that there is a difference in how uh, women, men and women kind of aspire in the path that they take? I mean, I don't know if it's so much of a gender issue. I think it's more of a morality issue. Some people won't cross that line and some people will. You know, okay. for for a guy, you know, if he has strong moral values, he won't cross certain lines. If some right. guys, you know, casual everything's around me, that's what I want, I got to eat, you know, they'll cross that line to get what they want. You know, they'll use force, they'll use power, intimidation, whatever. Same thing for a woman. A woman with good character, she won't cross those lines. A woman with, you know... I'm going to say bad character, but, you know, it's in between a rock and a hard place. You got to do what you got to do, you know, to scrap. So and some mm-hmm. people, once they get addicted to that, once they get a few extra hundreds in their pocket, once they got more options to do certain things, they go more harder into it. So I won't say it was too much of a gender thing. I think it's more of a moral issue. It doesn't say that okay. one person's morals is better than the other. Just saying that some people may cross a certain line to get what they want more than others. So, you know, but all leads to the same place, you know, to me. I like how you handled that question. That was really political. That was great. Yeah, I, I work on that, baby. Yeah, you did that very well. It's like, oh, no, I wouldn't say it was gender. That was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, the other novels where mm-hmm. you are, um, the, the other novels you have where you're discussing, um, I guess, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find yourself drawn more to that type of writing? I mean, my writings may be a little bit, I won't say different than other people's writings, because in some ways I'm no different from anybody else, you know. But, you know, I like to have, protagonists are not exactly protagonists. They call them like anti-heroes. You know, where they're okay. not very good, they're not very bad, they're not the person, they're not the cowboy with the right hat, but they're not the, you know, the guy with the black hat. Either. They're sort of in a gray area. You know, where they, they're very human. So, whenever I'm writing the main character, it's not just showing good aspects but bad aspects as well. And sometimes during the course of the book, one rises above the other. So, like, yeah. in a relationship book like Dogmatic, which the purpose of it is to be funny. 
So a lot of it is humorous and exaggerated for that purpose, you know. But with the characters in it, you know, they're very dogmatic, which is why it's called that, um, in what they believe in terms of sex and relationships and power and things like that and the things that they do to get that. So to be attracted to those type of characters, I just sort of let the characters speak for themselves. Once I have an idea of who they are, I'm just more like a transcriber. I let them run the whole show, and I just make sure the spelling's right. So that's pretty much how I like to, to think of it. Okay. Okay. Um, Shakir, I'm, I don't want to monopolize. Um, <laughs> big question, because I'm coming from my angle. So <laughs> you might want to chime in since um, you know I'm only thinking from that feminist. Pardon me. So. Oh no! Lady, you want to balance first. out the questions here. Ladies, ladies first. After this, like I said, you can ask any question that you like. Oh no doubt. I'll, I'll probably have something to bounce off of her as she as she gets started, and then we'll we'll work from there. Okay, I want to still okay. try to keep us focused here. I want to continue to talk about his writing because you know once we get into discussion, y'all lost already. So. I'm digging that. I'm digging that. Fine, no problem. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it this way, and I'll go softball with this question. Do you have anything set for the rest of 2014? Well, right now I'm. Well, I like to write in different genres and things like that. Um, so what I'm really doing right now is, like I said, not just a writer, but you know, I also do a lot of film work as well. I actually finished a documentary. Well, I didn't just finish I finished a documentary last year, one of my fellow authors, David L. You know, you can check it out on YouTube right now. It's called From Obscurity, From Obscurity to Infamy, Life and Times of David L. You can just Google, put that in right there on YouTube. You'll find the link right there. That's what I produced and directed with my boy, David L. Very good writer, by the way. Definitely check him out. Um, right. So we worked on that, you know, when we were hanging out in the Harlem Book Fair last year. Um, so I was working with that for most of last year anyway, so that's why Bougie Gal got delayed a little bit. You know, for this year, you know, I'm going to go hard into making my movie. You know, Product of the Environment is actually intended to be a movie, and that's pretty much what I'm going to focus on for, like, the rest of this year. Just The script is already done. Just got to do some of the extra stuff, you know, in terms of setting up the lighting and location scouting and stuff like that. So you're going to see probably what we call project in the environment, we call something else. But I'll right. let you know about that in due time. But that's going to be like one of the best movies when it comes out. Um, so I'm going to work on that also for this year. Yeah, movies. Also, huh? Did you say movies? Yeah, movies. But, sweetheart, yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious about this, you know. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the end goal was really to, to make movies and be a, a movie producer. You know, so it's not just Broken English Publications, but it has a subsidiary line called Broken TV. That's why I usually produce some of my um, video contact. I had a a TV show on cable access for a few years called Strivers Row. That's why I interviewed a lot of urban fiction authors such as Trisha Blue and Maxwell Penn. Who else I interviewed? Mache, um, Deborah Cardona. Waida Clark, a whole bunch of people, you know. So interviewed them, had them tell some of the secrets, tidbits that they need to 
that you may need to know if you want to be a, a writer in this, you know, in this field. You know, and mm-hmm. those two as well is available on YouTube. So if you just type in Strawberry Road, the TV show, you see the episodes right there, and you may learn something. If you want to be a writer, actor, director, whatever, you may pick up a, a tidbit or two from that. So that's what I was working on before from through my broken TV line. Um, so the movie, um, working on that this year. I have another story that I'm aiming to release in 2015. I won't tell the premise of that, but that's going to be hot. Um, okay. And also just doing a lot of promotion for Bougie Gal, which is my baby right now. You know, it's right. salacious, it's humorous, it's, it's jaw-dropping. It's, it's, that, it's one of those, oh, no, she didn't type of books. So, okay. you know, people who pick it up, you know, you won't like the character, but you'll never at the same time. So that's right. why I'm focusing on And I kind of see that's the relationship that your readers have with her. Um, you know, even when I looked at some of the reviews, it's, it's, and I'm always interested in how other people, like, you know, how the readers view the characters that we create. Because we create, we love all our characters, but we create them for a purpose. And so right. if that was your purpose, so far, I think you accomplished that mission because all the reviews that I've seen, pretty much that they kind of don't like her. So, you know, that means that you did that well. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, part of the challenge sometimes is trying to get a protagonist that's not necessarily likable, but you drawn to them at the same right. time. No, so right. where you can sort of see their rationale that you go along through the book of why they do what they do, and sort of blur the lines between what is good and what is bad, and what is right and what is wrong. You know, because you right. begin to be right. more drawn to the character and understand their rationale, and then next thing you know, you sort of agree with how they flow, and then when mm-hmm. they get kicked down, it's like, oh well, yes, on one hand you deserve that. But you also feel bad at the same time if you don't want it to happen to people that you're now used to. So that's okay. you know that's one of the challenges I usually like to throw into my writings. You know. Okay. Well, we have a caller that um, has had her hand up for a while, so I'm gonna um, go to the line. Area code is six six two. You're on the air. Hey, Shamar. How you guys doing tonight? This is Jerry on calling in. Hey, how are you, Therese? I'm okay. Long night, but I just I don't really have much to say. I just wanted to let you guys know I was listening and calling in for support. So. How are you, do? Kind of everybody. Hi, Therese. What's up, bro? All right. Do you know, man? Let's do a little. Do you know, I'm I'm sorry, Therese. Uh, you can go. Like I said, I really don't have much to say. I just wanted to let you guys know I was listening and showing support. Well, we thank you. Thank you, Jerice. We appreciate that. That's what you right. do, though. So that's one of those things that we like about you most. All right, then. Well, you guys have a great night. All right. You too, sir. Okay, you too. Yeah, have a good night. Yeah. All right. I we have a caller in queue. Now, I'm going to take this call. I don't know where this is going to take us, but it's been a minute, so I'm going to go ahead and take this call. Um, 
again, the wind down show does not take any responsibility for the things that happen. We, we take full responsibility when ever come out of this show. I'll, I'll take full responsibility. All right, what time is it now? It's like 11 o'clock. You, you do you. You release yourself. Say whatever you want. Everyone here is grown. All right? You know, if you get PG rating, then I don't know. Maybe Nicolette is loading and so on. So you do you. Whoever's calling, you say what you need to say. All right. What's good with everybody? (laughs) Okay, that's your friend. What's up? Not much, man. Cooling, cooling. Working and chilling, cooling. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that at all, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. So are they? What's good you, with know, you, man? you just kind of What's fell up? off, baby. Where you been? Man, recording. Um, just re- getting ready to start recording this poetry CD um, for the women. Uh, it's called Love by Many. That uh, hopefully it drop by the summertime. Okay. Dig it. No wrong with that at all, boy. You were so you're for the summer coochie. That's what you're doing. You, you're you're holding off right now to get the summer coochie. I I hear what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you can get get girls all percolated through through April and May. So when June comes out, you got you got you got like a trailer load. I see what you're doing. I, I applaud that. <laughs> you know, well, I, mean, I was just trying to figure out how you build up for the women. If you wait a minute, get, can you give me the the scope of this project one more time? Well, it's a poetry um, that I had like a while back. It was emotional nudity, and uh, so I brought it, and I wanted to drop it off for the summertime because they had me write it and kept going and kept writing it some more to the point that I just wanted to bring them something and drop them something off with it. Um, And also, it's going to be turned into a book, so I'm just trying to figure out on how I'm going to do it without... uh, basically getting too explicit with it inside the book. Who are these forces that allow you to do this? I need to talk to these people. <laughs> Lord. Well, you got to talk to the Facebook know. friends. The Facebook friends called me. Yeah, because we're going to have to have a whole discussion about how <laughs> they can't possibly be. Um, so have you ever, have you met our 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 um, guest, Mr. Hicks says uh, poetry? Okay, what's good with you, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. And like I said, I don't call it like poetry. You know, it's just me bitching and moaning half the time, to be honest with you. You know, I do it on stage and stuff like that. You know, girls love it and stuff. But, you know, I I, I run a gamut with, with that genre. I just all over the place sometimes. You know, I don't got that smooth baritone, very white voice that you got. You know, you got in the pool waiting for you in the summertime. So, you know, my voice is a little bit annoying. So they didn't get turned up after a while. If I had your voice, I could be like, I could wait to June. And all of that. If I, my voice was like that, then, yeah, I, I'm probably more of a prolific poet, but I'm not. So, you know, I, I read poetry and stuff, but, you know, you know it is one of the things oh, I can do right as a performer. Too much testosterone on this phone line. <laughs> so uh, are you done, um, RJ? Because, you know, nothing really changed with us, and I'm – I'm trying to be nice because we haven't talked to you in a long time, so I don't want to hang up in your face. But do you want some? Yeah, I'm I'm actually listening because, you know, I just wanted to call in and do it just like old times. I mean, Shakira, you know I got to do it like old times. 
Oh, yes, of course. Ah. I ain't got no arguments with you whatsoever. So do what you do, baby boy. You know what? Really? We not. You don't yes. want to. Really? I love you, too, Shamor. I love you, too, Shamor. <laughs> I know. I know what they call it. I know. You know. Okay, so what do you want, RJ? Well, you, you, you know. You just set it up. You got some coochie on hold. You're going to get that out <laughs> later on. What else do you want? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to do things a little bit different for the Wine Down Show. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be start recording in Atlanta pretty soon. And um, I wanted to invite the whole Wine Down family to come record with me and, and do it in a major way, you know. Well, well, you know, you're going to have to give us some real details and um, some that we can actually count on. Like, we can't guarantee that you're going to be back because you've been gone for, like, seven months. So, you know, we can't just disappear and reappear like you do. So you need to give us some (laughs) information. And we'll see if we can't work something out because I know Shakira's in Atlanta, so he might have to represent. So okay, well I mean, details. well I mean I, I am doing to get ready to drop. Uh, it's a song called Love that I did in this poetry too. Um, it drops everywhere May the third, so um, I'm gonna be out there from May the third, probably up to June, so uh, I can get a lot of networking done. And a lot of, you know, other stuff with distributors and all that, so. Okay. Well, what we need from you, sir, is um, some information that we could actually utilize in our lives to do that. Because you know how you do. And, Shakira, you be careful hanging out with him because you remember (laughs) the last time he partied, he almost killed himself. So, you know, that might be of interest to you maybe, but everybody don't want to party well, to death literally. Well, you know, I actually calmed down. I actually calmed down uh, because uh, a lot of families seen some uncut uh, videos uh, that, that, you know, actually got me <laughs> tied up and some stuff. So, yeah, I got to keep it, All right, you know, all right. Original, so. <laughs> All right, RJ. Well, we are uh, definitely going to um, be waiting with bated breath for you to um, get back in touch with us so that um, Imaj can maybe make the next set of uncut videos with you. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you... Um, Get back to uh, your uh, summer coochie um, tracks, and Wait, we're gonna see, get back. I wouldn't um, call it summer coochie. I well, I'm just using the words that Mr. Hicks <laughs> so eloquently put together for us. I mean, it's year long coochie. I'm I'm just just you know for about his timeline. <laughs> you know, yeah, when he got yeah. between April and May, I mean that's on him. But he's stocking up for the summer. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, however, however you men correct that. So I'm 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 at this point done talking to you, RJ. Um, but because Shamor, the more things change, the more I, they I, stay the same. Know, 
Oh, okay. But some more. You know something? It's it's not just how you men because you know you got to flip it back, vice like, versa, on how Here you women. You want to fight? You feel what I'm okay. saying? What you say? What you say? But you already knew it was coming, man. Who was listening? We all, nobody heard that. What you say? Nobody's listening. Okay. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and put RJ off the line because he's not talking about anything. But all y'all be safe, you know what I'm saying? I holler at y'all, though. <laughs> all right, bro. Be good, man. Be all good. Right. All right, take care, bro. All right, so, Elijah, yes, you know what time it is. So, get the chat room ready because all hell is about to break loose because it's going to be an overload of testosterone and ignorance and of stateness on the phone. And so, who knows? Uh. Where this is going to go. Caller, area code 917. You are on the air. You act like you don't know who it is. Well, yeah, I <laughs> like you don't know who it is. It's about to you be ignorant. You know I knew when I said caller. ignorant. You knew it said you knew. You knew. You knew when I said ignorant. I knew it was you. What's going on, Shakir? What's good with you, Ron? Everything is good, brother. Everything is good, brother. And I want to say hello to our guests out there. I actually saw your show on uh, Cable Access not too long ago. That's what's up. Oh, it's Travis Rowe? Okay, okay. What episode did you see? Ah, uh-huh, don't ask me. You was interviewing somebody. Was, I don't even know what you look like. But somebody was interviewing somebody. And they were sitting there. <laughs> it was with a, I'm just flipping through the channel. I think Travis Rowe, and I know that in Harlem they have a Travis Rowe, so it caught my attention. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, most appreci- I appreciate the support. Yes, I definitely check it out if I say it again. Absolutely. And like I said, be able to tell somebody what you. Well, it, it it all depends on what I'm doing while I'm watching it. You know. Oh Lord, don't. Okay, too much information. Thank you. Exactly. If you crossing at the ankles, that's dangerous. Okay. That's not necessary. We let's start off with yeah, we starting that already. Good Lord. I'm just trying to. Be a part of the conversation. Anyway, so let's get to the topic of the show, beautiful. Oh, don't start with that. Don't start that. <laughs> okay, the topic of the show. And, Mr. Higgs, please feel free to give your opinion. We'd love to add that. Okay? we love to add a cynic conversation to our discussions. And, cause and then you know, got stuff calling me Mr. Hicks like I'm 69 years old and like in a wheelchair or something eating <laughs> cream corn because I've got no teeth. Today. The name is Sean, baby. All right, Sean. Brother, don't, don't, don't let her see what she's trying to do. Is she's trying to get real nice and ingratiate herself to you, call you Mr. Hicks. And in five seconds, she's going to stab you in your back. I'm telling you, don't turn your back. <laughs> wow. All right. So I mean, if she turned her back to me, then, you know, who knows what, what she might get stabbed with. So we'll see how mm. that plays out. You see, when mm. she you, you talked yeah. about her turning her back, she said, hmm, she liked that. You see? She liked that. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> All right. Um, the topic this evening is um, we're talking so let's about. Let's talk about you turning your back some more. Let's, let's talk about that. 
Um, how about we don't and I get to the topic? <laughs> that's that's that would be better. Okay, so the topic this evening is talking about the woman who is a go getter. And this particular woman, um, uh, it actually wanna compare her to the man that is also the go getter, the one who is on the climb to success, whatever that is, um, especially in relation to the stardom, being famous. And is there such thing as sacrificing too much for your dreams or being too determined? And are those standards the same for both genders? So now I'm going to defer to um, Shakir, who's been playing it safe, So she said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Come on. You said you were ready for one this evening. No, I, I said I was in a mood. There's a deficit. Um, the way that I'm looking at it at this point in time is when it comes to, when it comes to ambition, male versus female, um, I think we uh, I've had this conversation how we've all had this conversation so many times over it's almost like beating a dead horse but you know in a patriarchal society we're we're the we're the expected of the two species to be able to get and attain and be all that we can be and everything is all good in the universe because we're expected to when it comes to women doing the same thing it kind of upsets the natural order of things, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. not only, you know, not only is it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you put, a, you put a couple together, you put a married couple together, they're both career-driven or individuals and things of that nature and all that other good stuff. Okay, cool, no problem. Eventually you'll get to a point where family starts to get placed into the equation. So you start talking about family, creating a family, expanding a family, whatever you want to call it. And at that point, the roles become more solidified. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's exactly how it happens. So at that point, the woman is expected to kind of shift her gears a little bit. She can have that later after the kids have gotten to a point where they can be a little self-sufficient, and then she can go ahead and do what she does. Meanwhile, a husband and or father can kind of ramp up his efforts because he's picking up the slack. Hmm. So it answers its own question in the in the regards of you know is it is it okay for women to be ambitious? Is it okay for them to kind of you know climb the ladder and everything is all right with the universe? Technically, you know, the politically correct answer is, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. But keep it real, most will say, okay, she can do it to a point. There's still that glass ceiling that's there, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's right. my thought, right? Okay. That's your thought. I get it. Okay, so, <clears throat> Brian, do you have anything worth listening to to say? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, it depends yeah, on where you're, 
that's not nice. See, again, you start with this bullshit. But all right. <laughs> all right. Um, it depends on where your ambition is pointed towards. Because, I mean, you're ambitious to do what? To build your community? That's different than what that, that, that corporate ladder. Your ambition is to get your book out and do that while you're watching kids. So, I mean, it depends on what your ambition is, where, where, where exactly it's headed. Um, that being said, to me, an ambitious woman, it sounds good. You could put all these cliches and these titles and all these definitions on it, but look at the individual people specifically. This woman is ambitious. It's how she goes about it. If she goes about it and she's sleeping with men and she's stepping on people, you're going to look at her in a certain way. Same thing with a man. If he's going around and he's slinging it around and he's stepping on people, you're going to look at him in a way. But how you carry yourself, no matter what sex you are. Do they look at them in the same way? To a certain extent, yes. I don't think they look at them the same way. I think if a man did (laughs) things, if a a man and a woman are both um, ambitious and are doing the same things, kind of commandment, kind of underhanded, kind of whatever, I don't think they get the same um, character uh, description for doing the exact same behavior. I don't think so. But then you would have to put that on the person doing the classifying. So mm-hmm. now, if Society. I'm looking at you, uh, well, see, that's why I said you could put these labels on, but you got to look at it individually. So individually, I look at the people as the same. So it, just because you do and society do, that don't make y'all right. That make y'all on your side of the team, and y'all wrong, once again. <laughs> I mean, it depends on each individual person. Each individual person on this line right now probably feel different ways. So, I mean, right. me personally, the way I look at it is a man and a woman is the same basic being. You just got one guy to any, one guy to out. Oh, and, yeah, we did that. We did that before. You're right. There you go. Here we are. That's Okay, so Sean, I called you Sean. What do you think about that discussion? Well, in terms of ambition, in terms of like a double standard when when men has it, in terms of women have it. Yeah. You know, I got I got to agree with the guys. Who, I mean, it depends on what perspective you come from, what arena you're you're talking about. I mean, on one hand, if you are in a male dominated arena and you're a woman pretty much conducting yourself in that go-getter ideology, decline to the top, step on their toes, you want what they got. You know, a lot of people are going to have certain feelings in certain ways about that, but that's really more of a a combative competitive nature to anything. It doesn't mean so much to me like, oh, you want to have it, and because you're a woman, that's that's taboo. It's more like you want to have it, I want to have it. You got to get out the way. I don't care what your gender is. For some people, that's how it really more is to me, you know. So, I mean, if if you're climbing to the top, there's only one spot on the top. Everyone's trying to get there. So regardless of your gender, you know, a lot of people are going to feel a certain way just because it's competition, you know. It may be friendly. It may be respectful. It may be, you know, a level of rules that come along with it. But everyone's trying to get to the same place, you know, and if one person gets a little bit farther ahead, someone's going to try to grab them back down. So I don't know if it's so much about being a go-getter. You know, I mean, everything you, you do has a price to it as well. I mean, how far right. are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? 
I mean, are you sacrificing friends and family, money, time? Are you sacrificing sacrificing your 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 moral code, so to speak? Do you just want to do what you have to do to get where you at, and that's it? And then once you get up there, what you relax? No, because people won't try to take that spot once you're on the top, whether it's a man, whether it's a right. female. Because you women know that y'all could be your own worst enemy. Y'all focusing on us like we're trying to slit your throat. And your best girlfriend is like, who she thinks she is, thinking she all that and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. she's right close to you. So, again, it's a lot of – now, I like to take the gender aspect out of it in certain equations because I like to be impartial sometimes. So it's mm-hmm. more of a competitive, combative nature when – when you want something, someone else is going to want that thing too. And it's just a matter of how bad you really want to go for it. I mean, I read something somewhere once that power isn't what you can do, it's what you're willing to do. And some people are willing to do oh. it, and some people aren't. Everyone can do okay. anything that they want, but some will go that extra step, take that extra course, you know, strive harder to get what they want. It comes with a cost. You know, that cost may be, if you're a woman, you will be called a bitch because you're acting like a man. Right. Because you're doing mad stuff to get ahead. Not necessarily mad stuff exactly, but you're, you're using the same tools and the tricks that they use to get ahead. And for some very insecure men, they're like, yo, why, why she's acting like that when she should just be the secretary? Why should she just be the secretary? Mm-hmm. She wants to be the CEO. That means you've got to move mm-hmm. out of the way unless you're the better person. So okay. if you're a woman, you might have to deal with that. If you're a man, you know, you might be the prick. You might be the duplicitous person that writes underhanded contracts and things like that. It's all for business. You know, if you you're know, on top you of your also, game. You can also be the prick and not be at the top of your game, but everybody's not wrong, so. Um, now, we do have a See, couple of this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to stop this. We're going to have to stop it. Um, we have a couple calls. I want to open the line because we definitely need some estrogen. Some, some estrogen. So, well, that's what you're um, trying to do. You're trying to get like some female calls up here that like to even the tide out. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, that's about right. Yeah, I just want to balance things. Um, balance is important. So is that another way of saying <laughs> that, that that you're not no that's woman for us? Not me, not me, not me, not me. We do have um we do have people um in the wind down family that are into the group thing, but I haven't <laughs> I haven't gotten to haven't graduated there. Um, still solo, so. Yeah, um, but I do have some help on the line now, ladies. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Are you doing? Hello, hello. Now, go ahead. Get them, Taylor. Get them. Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say, Ron, I hope that after the show, when you're walking into your kitchen, I hope that you stub your big toe and you fall face first into your table. Well, damn. <laughs> that's what I want for to happen to you tonight. Okay, that's about, a, 
I mean, that's some violent shit right there. What's like, that? like, for no reason, first, for no reason. First, first and foremost, um, so now we can get to the topic. Um, I actually, I actually think that it is. Um, there is a double standard. Um, this is just um, my personal experience. Um, this this issue ended um, actually a ten plus year relationship. Because um, after I had my daughter about three years ago is when I actually started getting into blogging. And actually, um, I got into blogging, and then from there it led to um, my Naked Talk page. Um, My partner at the time thought that, you know, he thought it was funny and it was cute. It was just something for me to do when the baby was sleeping. But it turned out to be that, you know, people were looking forward to it. People were interested in it. And then from there, it progressed into me working with Image at Urban Image. So then I had a presence going. I had a following. And it made him feel some type of way. So then he proceeded to get into blogging, which he does absolutely nothing about. He doesn't, it's not his forte. He doesn't, he doesn't know about it. He doesn't do it enough. So it was kind of like I felt like we were competing because his blog is the same thing as my blog, minus, you know, a couple of things. So then as time progressed and I actually got into um, actually writing erotica and reading it and people submitting it to me is when it got really, really bad because he (laughs) felt that it was a bad – he felt that it was um, bad on his part because people were now noticing me and not him. So it was looking bad on him so it got to a point where it was like okay so now you have the advice page you're blogging you're being a guest blogger on other sites oh you're getting paid for this oh this is getting serious I don't like it and at this point I'm like I'm not even we're in two totally different lanes like you do music I don't even I don't I don't mess with you over there don't mess with me over here I don't acknowledge what you do. You don't acknowledge what I do. And For some reason, I feel like I wish I bumped my head. I swear I wish I feel like I was going to bump my head. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't know I said that out loud. I'm sorry. I thought that was in my head. My apologies. And that's exactly why every week Imaj calls you a porch monkey. You know that's exactly why she calls you a porch monkey. And that's exactly why this week I'm going to call you a ghetto porch monkey. No, I'm sorry, because you started talking at 1103. You started talking at 1103, and I looked up at 1108. I know you are not talking when you talk about your ass all the time. I know you're not. I apologize. I thought I said that in my head. I didn't mean to say that out loud. I'm sorry. So he does music. So he does music and blogs like you with a little less things, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Continue. Action. (laughs) (laughs) I so want to stab you. (laughs) He's such an asshole. (laughs) I told y'all. Really? Ron. Ron. Ignorant. Ron. Uh uh. Ron. If you go introduce me as ignorant, I'm going to act up to my name. Let's go. I'm not, no, okay. So, listen, Ron, I, I try to let go stuff with you, but you just did the same damn thing to Taylor that you did to me before. Aren't you tired of getting cussed out? Aren't y'all tired of bumping y'all gums? 
And with my schedule, I barely really have time for myself. But if he recognizes the fact that I am out here hustling, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and he says, you know, babe, I got you this, I got you this, get a certificate to go, get a massage and do whatever, have a good time. That's him still treating me as I'm the queen of this household because he realizes that I have been out here hustling, he's been out here hustling, we're going to do this. We're still going to be in a relationship together. It doesn't make the relationship any less because we're both out here hustling. Mm-hmm. So I completely disagree with that because he's still going to be my king and I'm still going to be his queen and we're going to get this shit done. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I, so, I agree um, with that one. Sean? Yeah. Sean? Yeah, 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 I agree with that. I was, I was curious to know how you felt about the that that um, you posted. Do you think a woman can uh, be a boss and still be a queen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, let, 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 let me let me break this down a little bit. Um, okay. All right. Now, if, if you're going to step on a person's toes and try to get what they want, like the power, prestige, everything like that, it's going to be a combative nature, you know. But, you know, if, if you've got your passion that doesn't blend in with their passion and you're working together at the same time, that's, that's what kings and queens do. You know, they're not trying to share one throne. They're putting two thrones together to make the whole kingdom you know, if you understand what I'm saying with the analogy. So in terms of, you know, sweetheart here, you're doing the blog thing, you're making money, you're stacking your paper, you do, for some reason he feels some kind of way about that, so he's trying to do the same thing, he ain't working out well for him. It's supposed to work out well for him. He's supposed to do the same thing, blow up, get a Grammy, and you're supposed to be like the Internet queen, you merge together and build off from there. It ain't supposed to be about, oh, you doing it, I can do it better. Nah, that's 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 a bitch, really. You know, I mean I don't know if you're with him, but in order to do I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. I'm just saying. Um that's that's just pretty much someone who's too insecure to stand on the side and, and watch his baby shine. You know, so when he should just be encouraging her and say, Yeah, do that. Be Start with the blogs, then you get the show, then, you know, you're the next Oprah, whatever like that. That's how you're supposed to build it off like that, not, you know, or she doing it when she's supposed to be making me a ham sandwich because I'm in the studio 14 hours a day, you know, trying to get my demo out. No, it's, it's nothing like that. You know, it's supposed to be two people working together for a common goal, not competing against one another. Now, with the yeah. comment I said to you, Shamar, you know, if one person is trying to step in the other person's lane, you're going to get that combative nature. So in that context, if you're the woman and you want to be treated like a queen, you can't sit on the king's throne. There's a queen's throne. Mm-hmm. But that queen's throne got her own power and stuff like that as well. The king can't go over there and say, you know, now I'm going to handle your throne as well. No, nah, you stay over here. I'm over here. We're all building something together. We can't build something together in the same team. You know, so that's 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 my little tidbit of it. 
I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm just I bullshit as I as I go along. So don't pay attention to me. Okay. No, you know what? I right, actually so, agree. I actually agree with that. Don't agree with actually, him. Okay. No, no, she, 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 she knows what she's doing. They, 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 they go trapping under the young woman's feet. That's what I mean by women versus women. Why don't you let her shine, let her speak her mind up, anything like that. Oh, so when she says something you don't like, all of a sudden you want to shut things down. Are you down. really going to do that? Are you really going to do You see how women are, sweetheart, smiling in your face and backstabbing because you, you have an opinion of yourself. Look at that. No, I, 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 it's not even about her opinion. I'm just saying we have to keep all of this um, estrogen together we can't have the dissension because we know we know what Ron is about and we know that's what he does so I'm, I'm just you know being cautious not at all proactive so instead of reactive what was that Ron no I, I was just saying that you're incorrect I, I don't look for any cracks in the armor I want y'all to be one united front y'all can all be Never. on me up Never. You never let that happen. <clears throat> okay, so Sean has also um, shared with us um, a quote um, from Denzel. So the wise woman knows the importance of speaking life into her man. If you love him, believe in him, encourage him, and be his peace. So is that so? Tell me your interpretation of that. Are you as far as this whole? Um, ambitious woman. Do you think that she can't be both? Okay. All right. I, let, let's think of it like this, right? Like, like you women like to be soft and pink, right? You know, you like to be the go-getters, the hustlers. You know, you're making moves. You're looking good in the sky, the head to toe, all that kind of stuff. But you get tired too, right? So you sometimes need your man to, to hold you up, say some encouraging words. Tell you, maybe you got you doing it right, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Same thing for a man. You know, men get tired. You know, we out here hustling. You know, we take it in some ways harder than you take it. You take it sometimes harder than we take it. You know, we out here on the grind. We're expected to win. We're expected to get this. We're expected to do that. And we're called failures when we're not. And that gets tiring after a certain while. Especially we always have to do with that every single day. So, you know, the woman, if she loves him, you know, give him some encouragement, say some nice words into his ear, you know, give him a back rub, you know, or whatever. You know, maybe pour a glass of Moscato and, you know, they talk about this day and the third. And, you know, get back into the meeting of the minds, you know. And that's how it should work. If you aren't that go-getter, competitive, it's about me, you're in second place, you're just visiting kind of atmosphere, then people feel very alone because they see that one is climbing and they're not when there's no encouragement going back and forth. So that's how a relationship can break up because you're not giving the other person what they need. You give, yeah. They're giving you what you need, you are what you want, and you don't want to reciprocate or you don't know how to reciprocate or you focus on being the number one. So then that's how strain starts. That's how wandering eyes start, you know. But mm-hmm. if people encourage one another, if they really care about one another, 
you know, it's not about stepping on anyone's toes after a while because you're both working together. You know, it's not even with, you, with your kids, right? You have kids, you know, they fail in a bad grade or something like that. You encourage them. You know, you tell them you can do this. We'll work a little bit extra with the homework and stuff like that, and we'll see their grades come up because that benefits everybody. Same way with any type of relationship, you know. That's yeah. just me. Thank you, Dixie. Yeah, I'm looking for more. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at more comments I can pitch you off here, so just give me a moment. <laughs> Whatever. Ron, do you have anything worth listening to to say about this topic at all before I... Uh... Every time he opened his mouth, is worthless. You are beautiful. <laughs> you are so sexy. Oh yeah! I anyway. really wish that I, I wish that you wouldn't even look at me. Don't even You're look at me. Too. You're smart. You're all that. Anyway, um, I mean, oh, I, I basically you come at it from the perspective of, I, you ain't never lie, Mama. You ain't never lie. But the way I look at it is, ambition is. I mean, maybe. May how about this? Let's work with this concept for a second. Maybe if we okay. took a little more time to get to know our partners, then we right. would see where their ambition was and we would see whether or not we were, as they say in that book, equally yoked so that we could, you know, continue on. So maybe that's possibly what we could do because if you just jump into a sack, you make a baby, damn, you're stuck with this motherfucker. But if you right. take a little bit of time, you see what I'm saying, you get to see, oh, well, she, she like this when she got some money. Oh, she like this when she broke. You see what I'm saying? And you get to see, oh, when she gets something, she act like that. All right, I see where her ambition is. So now you can see whether I can deal with that or I can't. So maybe that's the that's the bottom line. Maybe we need to take a step off the gas pedal and just ease into some of these relationships so it don't matter as much. You know, you get down the road, I know what this person is. I can deal with her ambition. I can deal with his ambition. How about that? Okay. Make any sense okay. Okay. I mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, and for you, I'm really proud no, of no, you. No, 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 no. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm Don't really, you worry I'm your pretty really little head about me. You. I'm not worried about you in the least. I'm actually <laughs> proud that you connected one idea with the other and you had a steady flow. <laughs> he had a complete train of thought. <laughs> yes. And that is actually relevant and that somebody somewhere probably appreciated what you said. Now, now we can find that one person. Right, we can find that one person, we cook them with fire. If we could find that one person and off them, then the world would be a better place. Okay. Um, And that's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah. You see, nobody wanted to hear that right there. If she did jump in, I was like a needle in a haystack. It's hush. Continue, she's more beautiful. You go ahead. I'm um, so thankful that my layover was not that long in New York. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I was on my way to the airport, too, Mama. I ain't going to lie. I was on my way to the airport. I was about to you were. I was going to meet I'm you. So Your post said, Delta, I know exactly where that's at. I was headed there. <laughs> oh, God, watch out for me. That yes. would have been great. Oh, my God, I would have loved that. Y'all would have had to take pictures. They would not have let him into the airport. He couldn't even get to where I was. Because he didn't have a security clearance. <laughs> yeah, security clearance for I need a little bit, a couple of dollars. I don't need no security clearance. What's wrong with you? This is an airport. It ain't the federal FBI. What's wrong with you? 
clearance. You didn't have no ticket. You could not have been anywhere where I was. That, I forgot. You special. That been you, and the, you and all that ambition you got. They put you in the special wing at Delta. I was just simply at my terminal trying to wait on my plane back to North Carolina. That's all it was. So Shakira has gotten really quiet over there. Um, and I, I noticed that that happens a lot up. when Ron starts to talk. Nah, Shakira's letting y'all do what y'all do. Because from 1130 to 12, it's y'all's show. If I find anything that I need to go ahead and jump in on, I, you know I do it. In this particular instance, y'all are pretty good. They ain't have to say shit. That's a beautiful thing. I'm I know. I, I really think that when Ron comes on, you try to make yourself almost invisible so people forget that you guys are both men and you really want to be on our team because you know that he... I'm really trying to understand that mode of thinking myself, to be honest with you, but, uh, yeah, okay, no, keep thinking that. No, you, you try to get quiet so that people don't associate that you guys are on the same team because you don't really want it to be known that you – and Ron are supposed to be um, united front. No, look, look, tonight tonight was a good role because, I mean, he was doing his thing, Sean was doing his thing. I really didn't need to say too, too much. Between that and making sure that my wife is getting in in one piece, I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go with that, but I know every week when it's time for Ron, things change because I I think his level of ignorance just overshadows everything else. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah, not my okay. level of ignorance. I just see. Like I, said, I apologize. Like I, I heard somebody bumping their gums, and I spoke on it. And I should have shut up. My bad. My bad. But she was going on. I know y'all. Every five six, she was like, "Well, um, we went to the blog festival." <laughs> you know and, what? Um, <laughs> what? Cut your color. Cut your color. That's why. God. <laughs> Oh, God. One day, somebody (laughs) is going to get you, and it's not going to be on air. You'll be talking, (laughs) and then that hand is just going to cover your mouth, and you're just going to disappear. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Right over Malaysia. Because you upset those ladies. Those two ladies, you upset them so much. It's a matter of time. She wasn't you know just funny, in New though? York for a layover. She wasn't just every in New time, York for a layover. I'm just telling you. Wait, but every time it seemed like I upset them, you laugh and you were in, in agreement. It's almost like, like I'm saying what's in your head. I don't laugh it's in agreement. I laugh because I know that the next thing that's coming is a good porch monkey, and I know it's coming. Lord. I'm just waiting on it. I'm just waiting on it. And this time was a ghetto porch monkey, so... <laughs> I've been called worse. And I usually, I have a little game I play. It's like, when is the porch monkey going to come out? So, yeah, usually that is like, I'm like, oh, the next thing is going to be. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. They let you go on a little bit longer. Like today, she let you go on a little bit longer. But that's because she changed it up on me. She threw some project stuff in there. She made you a ghetto 
porch monkey. So she kind of threw me a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, you so, okay, anyway. yeah, yeah, we good, we good. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so, um, Sean, did you find anything else that um was um remotely interesting to tag me in so that we could further discuss? Yeah, I, I did yeah. find anything, yeah, but I'll definitely will let you know. Right now, I'm just browsing through your pictures on your Facebook page. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So, moving along. Um, so, okay, Here, here's the last thing that I want us to discuss. Because um, Sean said something that was interesting earlier when uh, he did this very political restructuring of my question, and he took all gender out and um, made it a moral issue. So, dang, um in the spirit of morality and giving um, Ron the opportunity to talk about that, which he knows not, morality. Um, <laughs> you are something else. I just want to know. I posted a question, and I've gotten a couple of answers on it. And would you allow money? Because that's one of the things that we aspire for. Not everybody, not the same way, does it? It doesn't affect us all the same way. However, if there was an overabundance, that's more than you need, um, at the end of this pathway, would you take this pathway if the only compromise was your morality? So you weren't hurting anyone else. It was just your morality. Would you take that path? All right, since everybody's scared, I'm going to jump out there. Um, I, I'm going to say absolutely. I hope you jump in front of a bus. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. I don't even have to push you, no nothing. Just want you to jump out there. I'm going to be nice, though. I'm going to be nice, though. I started to say something. I'm, I'm going to be nice, though. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely would do it just because the ends will justify the means. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm going to sell my soul for a, a trinket here or there. But if you're talking about something substantial, so then I can then turn that into something that is a foundation for some kind of movement or something that's substantial, then you know what? I'll take a bullet. I Excuse me. As she said, you can throw me under the bus. How about that? I take one for the course. <laughs> I, Not didn't, a I didn't say okay. under the bus. I said in front of the bus. And I wish I had a bullet right for your head. Okay, mm. that's good. That's good. Golly. I'm oh. just amazed at the level of violence tonight. Do <laughs> <laughs> you hear the vitriol in her voice? It, 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 it's ridiculous. It, it almost makes me think she has a crush on me and she's mad because I'm rejecting her. Well, there will never, know. there will never come a time, honey. There will never be a time in my life, your life, anybody else's afterlife that I would want you for anything other than being a ghetto porch monkey. <laughs> I knew it was coming again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was another no. one coming. I knew, I knew. I said we got enough time for another porch monkey to get out of there. We got another porch monkey. Okay. Wait, 
You need to well, get one more for the end of the night? You need to get one more? I'm sure I can say something to get one more. I don't Either know, we might not get to the next one, but we I knew we were gonna get one more after the first one. I knew what. I knew you were good. I knew Brian was good for getting one more. I knew it. I knew Is anybody it. else willing to compromise their morals? I'm not compromising my morals for anything or anyone. I'm sorry. I'm sure you have at least one time today already. No, I haven't actually I've been working all day, so I'm sorry. What have you been doing? Okay. Because I've been at home working all day. Okay. You have like there's some aspect of work that you could. All right. Well, I mean, I don't want to get philosophical with it, but it is. No, I work for a company. He's going for one more. He's going for one more porch monkey. I'm sorry. Mine's going to be a lot harsher than that porch monkey. Um, like I, I can't. Like I'm sorry, my morals have to be intact. I was raised. Properly, and some people were raised by wolves. I wasn't. So, have you ever um, had premarital sex? Silence. Next person, please. With <laughs> older women, as of seventy. Shut up. Shut up. Next person, oh. please. Oh. Hey, oh. Don't you cross your ankles, you man. Paul, be quiet. Next thing oh. you know, you're wearing dresses. Hush. Okay, so Yvonne, you say no. <laughs> you say no. Well, I say um, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Um I'm I would hope that I, I am not a perfect person. I try and keep my morals on the somewhat straight and narrow path. Unfortunately every Wednesday my morals go to the left. <laughs> um so I try <laughs> very hard. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be. I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything near what y'all talking about. It it means that basically everything is taken care of for my family. If I have to do what has to be done, guess what's going to get done? So yes, sir. It's really that simple. Really that simple. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, yeah. To some degree, I can get where y'all coming from, but at the end of the day, my family comes first. And if it means I got to do what's necessary, even if it means bending the rules, so be it. You don't necessarily have to bend the rules. You can still follow the rules and still get the same results. Well, I mean, bending the rules, compromising compromising your morals, bending the rules, whatever you want to call it, if it's going to get done, it's going to get done. That's really where I'm at right now. I got, you know, the... As far as I'm concerned, you know, I can I can square that up after you know, I can square that up in the afterlife and won't have any qualms about it whatsoever. Holla. <laughs> well, well that for his voice got y'all intimidated. Because that that um well, well, intimidated for, you for, for, for keeping for Spell the sake it. of keeping um everyone um aware of who I'm talking about. We'll refer to him as Porch Monkey. Um because the call point is that Portsmouth made. Huh? What? I said call me PM. No, I want to say the whole thing. No. The point that Porch Monkey made was introduce a whole nother spin on what I said. Because his answer was yes, if at the end of all that compromise, 
it had a redemptive quality. Then, depending on your belief system, all of those things that were more morally uh, wrong are then forgiven because of the redemptive quality of what your use for this money was. So that's a whole other spin. I'm I'm really impressed with him today. But I know I wasn't even talking started... about being forgiven because once the the the, the do is done, I can really care less if I'm forgiven or not. I have taken care yeah, of what he just wants to care. But the fact that you wanted to be redeemed the fact that you wanted to be redeemed, smart ass, means that being forgiven actually is important. Okay. It just oh, you didn't say being forgiven by whom or or what, but you did want something that was redemptive to happen after you compromised yourself. Which we know you like to compromise yourself because you like to have your hands around your ankles. So it's okay. We understand that hey, 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 hey. Oh, let's Sorry, not forget Eric. he likes seventy five year old grannies with long titties too. Oh, you ain't never lied to You ain't never lied. What did I miss with that? <laughs> what? Nice, a, a nice, you know what I'm saying, social security check, me and her go to Atlantic City? That's my girl right there. Yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, I tell y'all, oh, y'all, y'all can go into overtime. Y'all can go into overtime if you want to tonight. I got the rock because my wife is already on her way home, and I need to make sure she's in one piece. So I'll have to say good night to you guys. And if y'all decide y'all want to rock later, to I'll just be in the office. We're not gonna hang out with um. We're not gonna hang out with Ron this evening. Um, and then Shakira, if you need to just drop, go ahead. Um, uh, Mr. Hicks, I'm sorry, Sean. Um, would you please? Let everyone know where they can um, find your work. Well, absolutely. I mean, you can look for my works in all in ebook ebook format. So, if you have a Kindle, a Nook, if you have an iPad, you can definitely find all the works there. Um, is on iTunes. Um, they economically priced and not going to hurt your wallet one bit. So, you can definitely pick up any of the books that I've written so far. Um, also, I have paperback versions as well. You can just always hit me up on Facebook if you want to order a copy. I'll give you information from there about how to order it. And that's pretty much it, you know, just enjoying the conversation. And Shimor, I sent you one more um, note <laughs> <No> that, <already. laughs> that you might want to show. I don't know, but... The whole poor spooky oh, thing has got me looking on the internet for such. So, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and I just like to thank and, everyone for having me on the show tonight. You know, and enjoying the conversations. I definitely will keep in touch. And everyone, just hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You can just look me up through either Sean Hanks or Broken English Publications, and ask anything that you like, and I'll ask you, answer all the questions that you want. All right. Well, we enjoyed having you on the show, um, and we're going to uh, make sure that we post, uh, or you actually can post your information uh, on my Facebook page, and then I'll repost it out. Um, your either um your Facebook information or your Twitter or whatever it is that you use um, that you would like for people to kind of hit you up on, go ahead and 
share that with me, and I'll share it out again. We thank you all for being um, here. I'm so glad to have the estrogen. Um, and then the porch monkey. It was nice to entertain you. <laughs> Amazing things that science does with our monkeys now. You guys have a great rest of the evening, and we will see you next week for another Wednesday night wind down. Good night. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.